You're listening to Latchkey Kids on the Channel 3900 Podcast Network. Here's your hosts Amy Poppinger and Sam Mulberry. Welcome to the Latchkey Kids. I am Sam Mulberry and I am joined as always by Amy Poppinga. Amy, every time we record one of these, I feel like like people like are like, are they ever going to come back? And we come back. I know, so it's like, exciting. Yeah, and, and I do think there are people who are like actively, like they're checking the feed constantly to see like, is there going to be is a it new up? one? Yeah. yeah. And guess what? There's a new one. Oh, here it is. We're, we're, it's, it's a good one too. Even though one. we haven't heard it yet because we haven't recorded it yet, I'm putting my flag in the ground that this is going to be a good one. There's just a feeling that one has um, when a great episode is on the horizon and I definitely feel it. It's also we're recording this quote after school quote, yeah which kind of has a very i mean that is a latchkey vibe That's absolutely the, we yeah, are so so to, so time. to uh to say the obligatory phrase that i say on too many podcasts to pull back the curtain it is 344 <laughs> right now it is. so this would have been like if i stayed after school to do something mm-hmm. this would have been about when i got home yep yeah, somewhere somewhere in now to a to a half hour ago. So this is this is peak latchkey, parents not home yet, like you kinda run the house. There's situation. a lot that can happen between now and um getting ready for dinner. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. This so. is yeah, the most important hour of the day is really kind of that three thirty to four thirty time period, oh, I think. I agree. Yeah. And there's something special about this time of the year too. I mean, and we've talked about back to school, but it's the feeling of fall. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I just have very strong memories with right now I'm looking out the window and the leaves are changing and it's just, I don't know. Yeah. And what's great about thinking of childhood is like when I think about the leaves changing now, I just think about the work I have to do. Like, I get, oh. But like as a kid, it was just like, hey, the leaves are changing it's gonna get cold. Like it's like it's yeah. just the seasons are changing. Like I didn't associate it with yard work, even though yes. the yard work had to be done. Like it wasn't my primary responsibility. I just had to like help out with it. Where yeah, so so I'd like to hearken back to that simpler time. Maybe we did not have a lot of oak trees in New Mexico, so I don't I don't look at these trees and think of work. Like I don't have oh, them because we nice. didn't really have sure sure like like raking leaves was something to me that you know Charlie Brown did and Charlie Brown cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it, raking leaves as a kid was something you did to create leaf piles to yeah. play in. Well, I... Well, you didn't do it at all. So, you know, and tumbleweed piles are dangerous. <laughs> yeah, We've that's established right. established that. So I, in my... In do my, the cacti ever shed their... <laughs> needles, their needles. We would gather together the pinyon needles from the pinyon tree. Um, no, and then I guess when you burn them, they, they, they have a particular smell. But anyway, no, I don't have... I mean, but, but it's funny how we have the... Is, and I mean, we we discussed this a bit in the podcast. There's our real memories, or, or the closest thing I think we have to real memories. But there's also like our fabricated ones. And sure. so for me, like the whole leaves changing, leaf piles. That's a little bit of a fabricated sure, memory sure. in my mind. But that's okay. Yeah, it's it's the romanticization of our like. Yeah. Norman Rockwell childhood in the exactly. 80s. I wish Norman <laughs> yes. Rockwell did some work in the 80s. I'd like to see his 80s I was 80s also going to say, none of Norman Rockwell's <laughs> paintings reflect life in New Mexico. But right. that's okay. Or probably anyway. life in America, yes. if we're being right. honest. There's if, some things missing. But if there is something that's kind of signature 
American experience and signature, you know, American um, school experience, then it has to be, I think, our topic for today. Yeah, you can think of today as like, it's it's, it's the end of a trilogy, I would it say, is. of Latchkey yeah. Kids episodes. So two episodes back, we talked about back to school. Yep. Last episode, we talked about recess. And when we finished recess, I said to you, I really want to talk about lunchroom. Yes. Um, and specifically, we, we've talked a little bit about, uh, in our uh, back-to-school episode, we talked about lunchboxes yes. and things like and that. food so, a little. Yeah, but. so I want to move more towards, like, junior high, high school. Yes. Especially, I especially want, like, I want to talk to Minnesota Amy at this point. So yes. get, remind us, what age did you move to Minnesota? When I was 14. Okay. So just just on the cusp. Yeah, so that would be going um, into ninth yep, grade? That's Is that right. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um I am interested in what your lunchroom was like. I'm interested in politics, in hierarchies, yes. in uh, the way collective decisions would be made. I'm interested yeah, battles in, won and lost. Yeah, I'm interested in like oversight. Like, like, oh. like, was there was there enough? Was there too much? Was there a lot of rules? I want to yeah. I want to get into all of yeah, this. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So, talk to me about your high school cafeteria. It was very small. Let's remember that I came from a school that uh, did not have a cafeteria. We had the multi-purpose building, and we had what was called the snack bar, where you just went and stood at the window and bought what you needed, and then and moved on. So we didn't even have a lunchroom. So that's another thing. Was the snack? I realize we're not oh, talking right. about New Mexico, but now <laughs> I just want to go back. Was the snack bar? functionally the cafeteria food or was it actually yes. like a snack no bar? no we didn't have there there wasn't say a cafeteria in the sense that like oh you walk through the line and you take your tray down a line it was you it was think of the types of foods that you would buy at a standard sports arena oh um, really only bring down the quality so low-end concession stand yes like hot dogs that were in a steamed like like which I think probably caused cancer, but your hot dog was in like a plastic package and they all like got steamed in something. Ooh, so yes, your bun okay. was, yeah, like soggy and steamy. So we don't want to get caught up on that, but yeah. that's what you get. Like the the bag of um, tortilla chips with the nacho cheese cup. Oh, sure. The microwave frozen pizzas where you have the little um, silver thing that's like- So a, this is what the school food was? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. There okay. was certainly no, like, say, nutritional- So talk to me about yep. the culture shock of moving to Minnesota where you had a cafeteria. Well, I think I thought I'd made it because, again, um, imagined- life versus real life having a real cafeteria made me feel far more legitimate it was like well this is now it's way more um like a sweet valley high book now it's way more like after school specials or all of the television that i watched i think i was this is i don't know that anyone has ever said they were excited that there was a real lunchroom but i'm pretty sure i was excited that there was a little lunchroom but i was also nervous because i'd never taken a hot lunch and so you had there were all these decisions you had to make because you had to decide between were you taking hot lunch we had a baked potato bar where you got to you know they gave you a foil wrapped potato and there were these toppings there was salad bar you had soup as an option there were so many options i we came from new mexico where we had no options well i have to say just hearing you describe that it does sound like you arrived that sounds like way more um, so 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 we had you had your hot lunch or cold lunch options right yep. like you either bring your lunch or hot yep. lunch and I went to a school that had hot lunch and it was that was just what it that was, was it. there was there not were no yeah. there were no other sort of a la carte types of not at items. all yeah 
Oh, wow. Yeah, no, we had, we, I'm not saying that it was good. Oh, I remember. Right. Oh, that. yeah, no, I am under no, I'm under yeah. no, I'm not, this is not like high class dining. It's just there were choices. Yes. There, um, I remember that there were some new, to your point about culture shock, there were some new items that were not familiar to me because they were cultural. So, for example, there was, I mean, there was Pizza Day, of course, but then there was this pizza that I would describe as, this is not a good description, but it was described to me as a Mexican pizza, which is not a thing, and it was called a fiestata. Oh, Have walk you me heard through of the fiestata? Fiestata was essentially a small pizza crust, think sort of personal pan pizza size, only I believe it was spread with some not great brown, red enchilada sauce, and then say a blend of cheeses... And then, and, and no meat or yeah. anything. And then that was called a fiestata. And that was served with like corn. And then every day hot lunch came with iceberg lettuce with either ranch or French dressing. But I was like, what the heck's a fiestata? And people looked at me like I was an idiot and were like, it's a Mexican pizza. Duh. And it's like, well, I'm from New Mexico and we don't, we don't have yes. Mexican pizza. Neither in New Mexico or old Mexico. No, there were, there were no pizza. There were no Mexican pizzas. So Fiestata, Italian Dunkers. Oh yeah. That was not. Okay. 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 Can we, can we, I want to talk about that because I, I, I I've never heard somebody use that phrase other than in a cafeteria and it went, and mm. I assumed I assumed that that was something that somebody that like the lunch lady at my school oh, made came up. up with because it's a kind of a dumb name. Oh, it's a totally dumb name. And so, again, so this leads listen. me to think: Were there is there like um like a trade publications where these ideas are being spread? Because no one at home has ever had Italian dunkers. I think this is what <laughs> Scandinavian white ladies call foods they're not familiar with. I mean, again, listen to these names: It's a Mexican pizza. It's an Italian dunker. <laughs> like, what are these things? Right. So, yes. so I want to ask, is an Italian dunker? I'm going to describe okay, it, and okay. I want to know if we're talking about the same thing. So there is some marinara sauce. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. And what you got was a hot dog bun yep. with butter and cheese. That's exactly right. Okay. So basically, <laughs> and maybe some garlic powder. Maybe garlic powder. So what we've established is is actually there's about nine different names, and apparently um, each region of our of our beautiful planet has a different way to put cheese on bread. Yes. <laughs> and then call it call it whatever. Yes. So yeah, I I'd, I'd never had Italian dunkers. I'm trying to think of what the other ones were that oh, um oh, well, walking taco. This seems like a like I, I know this this newer, seems later. I think, yeah. Yeah, that's later. Is this like in a is this the thing in like the bag? They used to call it Oh, you know what? They call it walking taco now, but when we had it, they called it taco in a bag. Yeah. Which again, not no one in New Mexico is eating taco in a bag. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But, Probably um, offensive. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. So, but I do remember that um, it was so nice to have that baked potato option. And I was telling my kids about this because they now go to the same school where I went to high school. My son is a freshman in high school. And I mean, I was telling them about potato bar and they just, you know, again, they attribute that to the excesses of the 1980s. <laughs> just like, you know, we didn't, we didn't know better. We just were spending money on anything. But potato bar was pretty awesome. If you, to have that as your backup option, that was pretty great. I really liked Potato Bar. A so, lot. so as a child of the '80s and yeah. early '90s, this is important. How did you know what was going to be for lunch oh, that day? Oh, well, well, 
there's what you thought was going to be for lunch because you got a printed menu and it would be, you know, I think you probably could get, I think outside of the cafeteria, there was one of those five, what do you call them? You know, the plat, like there was a thing stuck outside of the door of the cafeteria, like a, like a file foldery type uh-huh. thing. And so there were however many copies of a paper menu and you had to grab one. And there was even a little sign that was like one per customer. And yeah, I don't think it said customer. I think it said one per student. Yeah. Don't take more than one or whatever. And it was as if they they only printed a certain number and then they weren't going to print any more. So it was kind it's of intentional like a, scarcity. It right? was definitely intentional scarcity. So you either you either were lucky enough to get a menu. If you got a menu, you had to be responsible enough to hold on to it, which I kind of never. I'll just. I'll just I just wasn't. was the menu just for the week. It was for the week. Okay. And then I would say that lunch was what the menu said it was going to be. Well, I guess two out of three times, but it was definitely a roll. I mean, it was a roll of the dice. You could get tricked mm-hmm. for sure, and you didn't know till you showed up. So in the morning, you know, the teacher would say, you know, who raised your hand if you want hot lunch, and then she would take the tally or whatever. And I guess we were just on the honor system because you. You went, and we had little punch cards, and you... But, I mean, if it wasn't what they said it was going to be, if it was Fiestata, and you were thinking it was going to be Italian Dunkers, you were just... Yeah, yeah. Just I wonder, did they ever do the, we're saying it's pizza, and you got Mexican pizza, but oh. like, well, technically it's pizza, so you got well, burned that way? Yeah, I don't remember getting burned that way, but I do just remember that they did kind of, like, cross... They, they didn't cross genre. Well, I don't know how we would... It, would this be crossing genre? It's like, maybe it was supposed to be pizza, but instead it would be Italian Dunker, which is essentially the same component. It's a deconstructed cheese it's pizza. A de- it's a deconstructed cheese <laughs> On pizza. a hot dog bun. Um, or this was a great one. Okay, kid you not. There were days it was pizza, but then the next day would be um, breadsticks and sauce, which was actually just the leftover pizza. They'd cut the crust the crust off the top, uh-huh. and then the crust was the breadsticks. Nice. So what was the, like, apex meal where you're like when it's this it's actually kind of good or was there nothing i think everybody has one of those and i have always been a sucker for i mean i still am um i am a sucker for like frozen french toast sticks so french toast sticks your cafeteria sounds so much better than ours sorry (laughs) french toast sticks came with um, two potato triangles. Oh, that like, have you had good. the potato oh, triangles? Yes, I know Arby's? exactly what you're talking okay, so about. So, Arby's, yes. sometimes, like, I really get a craving for the Arby's potato triangle. So, French toast sticks, two potato triangles, and then um, two sausage links, syrup, and then, like, a fruit cocktail. That was my favorite. Wow. I loved French toast sticks. And I was actually, I'm not, I don't think this is a good thing, but I was kind of, I was very weight conscious image not image con- I just was weight conscious but um french toast sticks were where I would reward myself <laughs> for all the other days I guess I guess of baked potato which we thought was healthy in the 80s <laughs> so so you said that, that they handed out these menus yeah um, do you want to hear how like 1950s Mayberry I grew up oh my word was there like a town crier that would come close <laughs> okay yes here's please. how we figured out what was on the menu it was in the local paper. No. <laughs> yep, you got the Faribault Daily News, and they would have the lunch menus on. I, I guess it would have been the Sunday paper had the lunch menus for the day for both the Catholic school that I went to and the high school. Did you, and would you, I mean, 
So did you read the paper? Or did your parents oh, say, yeah, "Hey, yeah. Just I, so you I know. read the paper and like and but you you knew like okay, well this is where it's gonna be because again, no, there's no internet, so like yeah, I would okay. read the paper. So this just how do you think that information got to the paper on Saturday night? Was oh, there's the, somebody on the lunchroom beat, you know, that's like. <laughs> You know, really trying to figure it out. Like they were breaking news that that it was going to be Italian. And doctors. do you think that they're waiting to print the paper? Like, you know, do you think there's been a holdup of the what was it? The Fairbow what? Daily News. The Fairbow Daily News. <laughs> the Stop that, the like, presses <laughs> moment. Yes. Like we're waiting on the lunch menu. Did you ever compare? Did you compare like what your school was having with the? I local don't think I even school? looked at the other schools. How could you not have even looked? Because it was going to be better. Because other... it was going to oh. be better. And like I just I don't. You have... don't know that though, Amy. <laughs> I'm listening to your school. <laughs> is so much better. I imagine like a school that a, like because because I come from a town that's big enough that like like the Fairbrow High School was a big school. So I presume. That that just by definition, like there's just more resources there. Yeah, you know? I I guess no, I I understand that. You know, it just I don't want to get off on a tangent again, but I was just thinking about you know what you could call like with a, a baguette with melted cheese on it. This is where I'd get because that'd be French toast. Ah, <laughs> it gets confusing. Um, what was your? I mean, did you also? I I would also like to say my my mom was a little bit like hot lunch is is a bit of a treat like i i wasn't getting hot lunch or baked potato every day yeah it was probably like three times a week maybe just two times a week what about you was i was i i, I was a picky eater so i was yeah. a cold lunch kid mostly okay. because like i would look at what it was and, and be say, like no, thank it's you. it's not worth it now i mean my parents if i wanted to eat hot lunch every day like that would have been provided um uh, but I like I would look for like pizza day and like okay I'll okay. take like I am a sucker <laughs> like you are for French toast sticks I love cafeteria pizza it's terrible you do but it's like it's like yeah if 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 I if at Bethel in the DC they had like a back to the eighties day and they somehow served the probably that disgusting pizza. Ca- cafeteria pizza I would like go back for thirds it You'd would just be, be like all over it yeah and it's not good like it is objectively not good but. I would love it. What did it? Com- I mean, did you? Did it? Com- did it come with um, iceberg lettuce and ranch dressing or French dressing? <laughs> you know what's funny is it could have potentially anything. So like, it could be baked beans with it. it like, oh my gosh. like again, it's it's sort of like what you have. So you don't really you kind of take what you get. You know, in terms of whatever they had in the kitchen. I don't think it was a super professional operation. They did a great job. I, I mean, if if my lunch ladies and they were ladies and they were ladies yeah if they're listening yes. and i don't know why you are but if, if they're listening like you did a great job yeah you know what you did the best with what you had yeah. did you have cook's choice day um i think that was a lot of day i mean no because well, it would have been I, announced yeah well, yeah, yeah. well right but cook's yeah cook's choice. choice was always like there's a little bit of this and a little bit of this exactly yeah. cook's choice would be like french toast sticks get in line with, early with corn right with fruit cup with salad or whatever the case may be yeah. or like something crazy like half a fiestata did you accompanied gu- by a sub sandwich did you guys have well maybe not because of the way your your cafeteria was set up a big thing at ours was um seconds 
Oh, they would, yes. But like, so, did you have to pay for yes, seconds? See, because yep. we didn't, because they made oh. what they had, and then like once everybody went through, then it was like this mad dash to be like, I'm gonna get in line to see if I can't get <gasps> another thing. Okay, because no. it was yeah, because it was just like we kind of have to get rid of what we have. They seconds had, um, and I don't even know how this would have worked, but I do remember that seconds was not free, but there was some kind of discount system for seconds. So I don't know if you had to carry like two lunch cards because I'm sitting here thinking. I mean, our lunch cards were literally like a punch. Like they stood there with a hole punch and punched. And it's not like you can yeah. half punch. Yeah, I don't. So I don't know. Yeah. And I could oh. be misremembering, but I pretty much, I think seconds were just like, yep, we're just trying to move product at this point. Well, for sure. Someone, Maybe we didn't have refrigeration. That's possible. That could, that could very well be. <laughs> Somebody just said to me, and I cannot even remember what we were talking about, but I had this memory of, and it still grosses me out. Um, I... I do enjoy the occasional glass of milk. I probably haven't had a glass of milk in a decade. However, I don't mind milk, but the taste of milk coming off the of cardboard. the carton yep, can't handle good. it. No, gross. So yeah. gross. Like, even just thinking about that. Well, like, it's I because the carton it, has a smell, too. And it's waxy. Yep. And you're and smelling whatever the adhesive is that's holding that exactly. thing together. And the way that the carton, once after the first couple sips, and then how, like, the carton would kind of... Mm-hmm. degrade yep and you'd be bit. drinking it yeah Ugh. yeah yeah um yeah. so i want to i want to move away from the food because we like we could just talk i know but food. you have to right I know. and i'm glad mm-hmm. we did what was the the like uh social sphere of the cafeteria yeah. like so for you was it nine through 12 all at once eating was there were there shifts how did that work it started as nine through 12 and then as the school got a little larger actually not um, at the high school level, but the, as the school got a, a bit bigger, and there was only one cafeteria for this is a K through twelve school, so they had to kind of create more lunch hours, like to accommodate all of the kids. So, um, our when I started, it was like high school lunch, and then after my first year, it was a little bit more like I think freshmen and sophomores were together. So the first year, it was so intimidating because. It was all of the high school. And for the first week of school at my new school, where we had, you know, moved to Minnesota now, um, I had to, the first day of school, I missed lunch because I had to do, like, standardized testing, essentially, to figure out, like, what math oh, was Oh, sure, sure, sure. So the lady um, who, who administered my standardized testing, Kathy Smith, if you're out there and listening... <laughs> I was so intimidated by lunch because I didn't know how it worked because I hadn't been there the first day. And I had a buddy the first day, but then I didn't have a buddy after day one. I actually just took my lunch and ate with Mrs. Smith for the entire rest of the first week in Mrs. Smith's classroom, just her and me, because um, I just was too scared. I was just too scared. The, the For me, the intimidation of going in a cafeteria needing to figure out where to sit, who to sit by, the potential for being rejected. And in our cafeteria, we had tables with benches. So what's tricky about that is you can't even really do that assessment of like how many seats. Is there a seat there? Is there a seat? Because what the question really is, is are they going to make a seat for me? And that was just so intimidating to me. So so are these like long, long tables? Okay. Long tables. So, and, and kind of, yeah. So long tables that probably fit like, I don't know, they probably fit like 12 people per table, but this is Minnesota, so there's not... Again, I was used to New Mexico where if you ate outside, you could kind of... 
Like, even if you were alone, you could kind of make that seem intentional, sure, I feel like. Sure. But you can't do that when you're trapped in a cafeteria and you weren't really allowed to go anywhere else. So the cafeteria, to me, my memories of it, which, again, I'm sure have been um, have been dramatized, are, are a little bit like entering a prison cafeteria. Yeah. So, well, prison yard, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. So, so let's let's move on to when you've settled in a little more and you have your like yeah. like what was the social strata of your friend group? What what yeah. what like made up your your friend yeah. group that would sit together or Um I would call it the group that just wants to be safe. And this is terrible and I am not proud of this at all. But um I was teaching my students in geography the other day about the caste system. Um, and I, I was talking about this idea that, like, in terms of social construction, um, at, we can all agree the system's awful, but we're okay with there being a bottom as long as we're not in it. Like, we don't have to be at the... Like, like what unites the top and then, like, the, the next to the top and then the middle and then the just below the middle, what unites all of those is the fact that you're not on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would I, I feel about my group in the cafeteria. We were not the top by a long shot. There was definitely, like, cool kids. And I would say that cool kids was, like, a gender mix, and I was not ready for that yet. So I did not sit, like, boys and girls together or whatever. Um, my group... Um, just wanted to survive it and make it through and not draw a lot of attention to ourselves. So it really was just, um, I think we were just happy to have a place to be welcomed and to not draw attention. No one picked on us. Um, We didn't pick on anybody else. There were kids that got picked on, and I feel terrible saying this, but we just were happy not to be those sure, kids. Sure, sure. But we definitely weren't cool, and you knew who was cool, and the cool table was actually the furthest from where you got the food. We were, again, we were in the middle. Like, the the lowest part of the hierarchy sat closest to where the actual cafeteria ladies were taking up residence, um, and then the coolest were the furthest away, and then we were kind of like the Midwest of the cafeteria. Yeah. And you? Uh, real similar. Uh, I think I always sat with a group of guys. And we were like, so my school's really small. So 39 yeah. people in my graduating class. In your grade. Class. And, okay. Yeah. yeah. And mine was like double that. Yeah. So. so so like we had weird crossovers where it's like the you had the jocks and then you had like the like kind of burnouty people a little bit. The, but it's only, but there was so much crossover between them because like you needed to have a football team, so it's like well, every, yes. you know, so, so our school was like that as well, where yeah. it was sort of like play practice couldn't start till after baseball because you needed guys to be in the play. Right, mm-hmm. right. So like like I was, I would at any at any school I would solidly fit into the nerd category. Yeah. Except like I was class vice president and on the basketball team because. We just had to have people like like so it's like yes. I wasn't good at these things, no. but like so 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 that's part of how we need to understand this. But I definitely I agree with you. I like I was definitely like middle middle class. Um yeah. and, and I also feel you know, as an adult, I think about how comfortable I felt knowing that at least I wasn't at the bottom. That's and it's exactly horrifying. It. No, it's, I, it, I agree, but that's just it, right? Yeah. Is that it's like I took my comfort in not being on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Now, but, but I never had higher aspirations either. Oh no, I was, I was never not a climber. To, yeah. But what was what was cool about my school being the size that it was was there was a little bit more, not mobility but fluidity between yes. some of those tables um, because there would be people who it's like oh all of a sudden this person's sitting with us today but that person could just as easily climb the ladder that 
in that lunch and be sitting at a different table. Yeah, sometimes um, I would join uh, one day a week. There was a meeting of the um, Rush Limbaugh Club. Um, they got to meet in a classroom, listen to Rush Limbaugh live, and um, that makes bring, it sound bring, like he was in the classroom, right? Well, I guess I guess I should specify on the radio, and they were able to go to a teacher's classroom and um, bring their lunches. And I I didn't care about Rush Limbaugh, but I really enjoyed having a break from the cafeteria. Sure, so sure. so I went, I'm even gl- though <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought up radio because this is this is the the biggest thing in my cafeteria. I'm curious in yours, was there mm. music in your cafeteria? No, okay. There was in yours? Yeah, so so this is this so my cafeteria was to my memory seven to twelve. Okay. All at the same time. That's a lot of kids though, if you add up those yeah. rates. We I had mean, about two hundred and fifty okay. people. So like yeah. I think there were times where it was depending on how many kids were in those, they did split lunches, but there were definitely times where it was seven to twelve. Yeah. Um so the seniors had had control of the radio. And so like the, so there would and I, there just, was like a boombox in the there corner. There was like a stereo, was it? yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. And so like there would be music playing. So this is nineteen ninety four, ninety five when we were seniors. And my definitive memory of the lunchroom as a senior, I mean, I never was, I was never in charge of the radio, but like um, it was one of those weird moments where this is actually the power of like alternative grunge music is like it kind of cut across like Mm. social strata and like and and these types of things where like the kids who were like the metal kids liked it but the kids who were the nerds liked it because it's a little bit more poetic than like metallica or something right Uh, um and so like we all loved bands like nirvana and pearl jam and things like that so i distinctly remember as a senior whenever it seemed like every time at lunch there was um the the radio station we'd listen to 93x um in out of the twin cities every lunch period they would play pearl jams better man and the cafeteria would go silent and we would all silently sit and listen to this song that we loved and then we would go about our day it was so weird um but we all loved it okay i am impressed so we'll talk about i don't know cafeteria envy okay i went to a formerly baptist private christian school there is no listening to 93X in the cafeteria. I mean, I am floored by that. Like, the adults were fine with that. They, weren't in, they weren't in church. I don't remember. Adu- I, I think adults were outside of the cafeteria yeah, I, in case something happened, we, but I don't think they were mixing. We weren't supervised, but there, I mean, but there were, like, just that just never would have happened. I can't imagine that we would have been able to listen to music, let alone nirvana or things that definitely would have drawn the ire of um, a number of the adults in my community i I, I tell you it was so weird because a cafeteria with the 200 kids is loud right well yeah and it just would it's like nobody said anything but we all knew to be silent and listen reverently to eddie vetter sing better man i'm kind of imagining i'm sure very different but that scene from lean on me when morgan Freeman goes in the cafeteria and he has to turn the music off yes there there 
if there is ever and there will never be a, a biopic about my life, yeah. like there that will be a scene and it'll be this like tracking shot panning across the cafeteria and you see all types of kids, but they're all reverently listening to the song. I'm gonna listen to that song on the way home because it's so I'm just, weird it's, that that was what we were. That is like, really weird, but I also don't get why 93x played it every day just because it was so requ- it was, was it peak, requested. Yeah, and it was just I mean this was this was peak yeah, yeah, no, Pearl Jam it. Vitology. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that that's a song about like domestic abuse. I'm pretty so. sure. Like, it's it's deeply weird, which, but like that's what we were. I sure hope there's a listener out there that is like, is this bringing this all the way back to episode one with Richard Marks? Yes, because there's a plan for all of these, and <laughs> right. I don't want to be the one to say domestic abuse is the thread woven through them all. Right, but it's <laughs> not. What did you? I mean, were there? Fights in your cafeteria? I don't really remember fights. I do remember, though, like tensions. Like, I mean, I remember that you could feel tensions mm-hmm. because of certain things that may be taking place, but I never witnessed like a cafeteria. Fight. I gotta say, I don't remember really witnessing a fight in high school. Okay. I remember hearing about fights, but they were always things that were at like the public high school. Yeah. And it's not that our school was perfect, but like, I don't. You know, and I also was sheltered within there because I hung out with people I hung out with. Like I, I don't remember. I have no okay. memory. Like it's funny because we've been we our family rewatched Cobra Kai this week. Okay, and it's like all about all these fights breaking out at school, and it's like I I, I, I don't, don't remember. remember. It would be such a big deal, I think, if something like that had happened. I think I do remember. Um, the only fight I ever saw was when we would take the bus to school in the morning. You'd take a bus to the public junior high, and then from there you'd get your buses to all the other schools. Oh. Like that was like the hub. Interesting. Um, so I think there, because there you're mixing everybody, yes. like K through twelve, everybody in the town. And you is have there. to transfer. Yes, and you transfer. Oh, wow. And uh, and I remember that would sometimes get. I mean, it's the only time as a very small child I remember being offered drugs. Like I mean, I'm talking like second or third grade and just i'm sure the kid was joking what do i know but i was just like i just walked walked by like terrified of that moment did mcgruff show up i'm sure he was he was you know doing surveillance (laughs) at that point um but yeah like and i so i think i have vague memories of like seeing a fight there but like i didn't i don't i i was that never happened in the cafeteria for sure how about you did you have a school that where that stuff happened no no i think our school was pretty tame um and maybe it was just sort of tame by comparison i mean in new mexico i saw fights Mm -hmm. for sure um outside though you know so yeah kids could have just been messing around but um uh in minnesota i think there's just more of a passive aggressive uh, vibe in general, so never any fights. But again, when I, when I say you could feel tension, I more so mean that, um, like, if there was a significant breakup, or if there was, um, yeah, like, or a betrayal of some kind. I feel like everyone kind of knew yeah. everything, and the cafeteria was definitely where information was passed, shared, mm-hmm. processed. Those. Those yeah. sorts of we things. Ha- we had a subtle balm to kind of ease those tensions, and it was the dulcet tones of Eddie Vedder. Yes. He just sort of like <laughs> settled everybody down. I think that is amazing. I wish that we had had that experience. Something that I do remember that, and I don't. I don't remember them, so unfortunately, they didn't stick. But that on the 
cafeteria walls, there's sort of propaganda. You know, it's like we had on there, you know, what our school motto was and how that related to behavior. And our mascot was the Eagles, and it's a Christian school. So it's the whole, you know, like, you shall mount up with wings like Eagles. And then each, like, E-A-G-L-E-S, each had a oh, sure. characteristic we were supposed to emulate. And see, you can see what a impact that this clearly had on me. Um, but, and lunch was, I think our lunch hour that's I don't know why I even just it was 22 minutes I mean that wasn't you know and getting lunch was stressful so I did far prefer usually to bring my own lunch because you know you could eat up half of your time waiting so what was what was your I presume you made your own lunch in high school Mm -hmm. what was your go-to lunch peanut butter sandwich peanut butter and jelly sandwich cheese and crackers um chips um, very simple. Yeah. A can of Diet Coke because we didn't have any rules back in the day about like having soda or we had yep. no rules. There yep. weren't there weren't any like rules. Like yep. there was a soda machine and you could go buy a mm-hmm. a soda if you wanted to. And so um and then the the favorite thing though was I did which again it's completely um Clearly, I, d- I needed to take nutrition class, but because I would eat these baked potatoes if I bought my lunch, but then I would save my money for the signature baked item that you could purchase. We had an a la carte window, it was mm-hmm. called, right, where you could go buy, like they had muffins and chi- and like bags of chips, but the signature item, which the school actually still has to this day, they're f- called fat bars. <laughs> And a fat bar was, um, they're called various things at, at different places. It's like the... It's, I think it's a cornflake base that's all crunched up, and then it's mixed with peanut butter, and then it's got, like, um, chocolate and butterscotch and, like, caro syrup oh, forms, sure, sure. like, that top layer. So our schools always called them fat bars, and so you could buy a half or a whole, and the whole is, like, the size of your face. Um, that sounds and, great. Oh, it was great. And so um, I probably many a day just had a lunch of, like, a Diet Coke and a fat bar. Yeah. A cigarette. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but well, that's about where we're at with see, that. See, we should have hung out because my lunch when I brought it was usually like a can of soda and a very big bag of oyster crackers because oh. I loved oyster crackers. Who and they doesn't? were e- they were easy to pack. Who you could, doesn't? Um, Sleeve of saltines. Yeah, yeah. No, like because it's just like like whatever whatever's yes. kind of easy. And um, I remember people even at the time like. My friends jokingly making fun of my eating, but I was just like, you know what? That's what we it got. Gets me through the day. I made it myself. Yeah. I remember that there were kids that would bring the most random of items because, with the exception of, say, the California Raisin Box, I mean, this wasn't, you know, we didn't live in prime. Um, lunchbox size stuff yet right Mm -hmm. you know like a lot of things weren't like that so i remember that there was a kid who would always bring like a bag of baby carrots like baby carrots were kind of a new thing and like they just bring a bag of baby carrots Hmm. and it was sort of like that was their lunch um the i also like the sleeve of saltine crackers was a go-to if i um couldn't find or, or think of anything else and in our defense like we were still under the food pyramid at that point yeah, so like I mean, we were good like that we were we were eating the staples of the food exactly. pyramid exactly as long as you had something white and dairy yeah <laughs> you were going to be fine <laughs> so no but i just it's why the italian dunker was the perfect food that's exactly right and um they uh, or sometimes i just would bring like like my mom would buy bread rolls for the week like to have with dinner uh-huh. and i would just bring like three bread rolls yeah so um this probably explains a lot about my attention span and test scores and 
things like that. Uh, but it was a steady diet of carbohydrates and sugar. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, Amy, this has been really fun and interesting, <laughs> and we've been revelatory without being. I don't feel embarrassed no, about anything I that either. I said. I don't either. I think that this, in general, this podcast, it's just times were what they were. And again, back to back to our um, well wishes for our lunch ladies. You know, we did the best with what we had. Yeah, yeah. And if that was a yeah a sleeve of saltines or a bag of baby carrots or you know. I don't know. Oh, just real quick, just the other thing, and and again for listeners, because I feel like there's a lot of people who may not remember this. Do you remember what kind of plastic bags your family had? Yeah. Do you know where I'm going with this? Uh, not 100. percent Okay. No. So do you remember how before? Because th- these still are actually available. Do you remember how before there was like the Ziploc part? Mm-hmm. You just had the kind that you had to like. Yeah. The, fold the sandwich bags. The yeah. sandwich bags that you just had. Do you know they still make those? I think we have some in our house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Well, because they do serve a... Do we want to get into this? They do serve a function. Now, there's other ways you could serve this function. (laughs) What they're really great at that a Ziploc bag can kind of do is like if you... Like, let's say you buy cheese by like like a hunk instead of pre-sliced cheese, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a summer sausage or something. And you've cut it open. It actually covers the end really well. Okay. So so they work for that. Okay, I agree. They're also cheaper than the Ziploc bag. I know they are, but that's because you're compromising on freshness in a way, right? And you're also rolling the dice. But here's the thing. If you are eating just a bag of oyster crackers, I don't know that I need the Ziploc to keep that fresh. That's true. And the saltines come in their own sleeve. That's right. That's right. Which is is really handy. Oh, I. you know what? This is just making me like, I'm going to be home late tonight and I'm thinking maybe on the way home I stop and I get a box of Ritz crackers and I eat myself a sleeve of Ritz crackers because that was like fancy. Oh, yeah. Ritz yeah. crackers was like a total Because you didn't need a topping. They were just already no, kind so of buttery. <laughs> after after you've eaten a sleeve of saltines, a oh, Ritz yeah. cracker, you're it like is. a king. <laughs> you sure are. Oh, yes. Mm. All right. Well, I am hungry <laughs> at this too. point. Um, I, would love, I would love a piece of cafeteria pizza and listening to Pearl Jam's Better Man would be the greatest way to end this day, and I may try to make that happen somehow. Well, me too. I'm going to listen to Pearl Jam as well on the way home. (laughs) All right, Amy, this has been fun. If you're enjoying what you're listening to, give us an email at channel3900 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your memories about your high school cafeteria, or are there things that you would like the Latchkey Kids to talk about? Are there topics? Um, I think we know what our next show is going to be. We do, and it's going to be very special. It's going to be another very special episode yeah, of but if, sorts. But. If there's anything you would like us to talk about, I still would love yeah. at some point to uh, to take a piece of 80s culture and really yes. dig into it, whether it's a movie, a TV show, something a like that. A state of mind. Yeah, an yeah. approach to life. I mean, I was going to I mean, we were going to do um, our favorite sleeves of crackers, but I feel like we've done that now. That's right. That that's right. Taken care Maybe like in a year or two, we can have like a, we, can we can do a live event with fans and just eat a bunch <laughs> of crackers together. That, that works well on radio. <laughs> All right. Uh, Amy, in the immortal words of Billy Ocean, when the going gets tough. Oh, the tough get going. Thanks for listening to Latchkey Kids. Email us at channel3900 at gmail.com and subscribe to the Channel 3900 Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.